Hi guys, welcome to episode 30 of A Side of Homicide. I'm Austin. And I'm Tennille. So, how was your week? <laughs> it's It's been good. Um, as you know, I just have the most random things happen to me. I kind of love it though. And so I've been going to the gym a lot recently, which I'm super proud about. I'm proud too. of myself for doing. And I went the other night and there was this lady that was on two ellipticals down for me that had her like big ass beats headphones in and she was singing and i know exactly what song she was listening to because she kept singing you are the only exception <laughs> also please note this is at um planet fitness yes thank you and everybody kept looking at her and she did not care there's some wild things though that happen at planet fitnesses so yeah but it's cheap so you know yeah that's why there's <laughs> wild things that happen i know there. i know i know but... i used to go to the y and um, I really liked the Y, honestly. It's like, so expensive, though. It wasn't bad when I was a student because I got a student discount, and then through my work, um, my insurance paid for twenty dollars of it, oh. so it was super cheap at the time. But yeah. then, when I became out of like college age, they call it, uh, it went up to like fifty a month, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, that's literally over double what Planet Fitness <laughs> yes. is for me. So. But yeah, and then um, a few days later, I was at work and I was visiting one of my accounts and outside of this store, this man was on a power scooter trying to sell diapers to people. And <laughs> he was cruising. You sent me a video on Snapchat and I was like, holy it was shit, he's the fast. Fucking fastest power scooter I've ever seen in my life. Like he must have like altered that power it had to but i do not holy shit. well and he'd wait for i actually it was they have a coffee shop in there that my friend sarah works at and so i just kind of sat down and watched him for a little bit because it was slow at work mm -hmm. and he would wait until somebody with a child would pull up to the store and then he would zoom out to them and try to like sell him diapers and he's an older gentleman but the one thing oh. i do give him prop oh, leonard he's being Leonard right now. <laughs> I do give him props for not just sitting on the side of the road and begging, though. He's, like, actually trying to <laughs> he was a, make a living off of doing something. A true entrepreneur. He really was. And he did get them sold. And you know what? It's better than so, being part of an MLM, so. That is facts, my friends. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girly. Yeah, when you haven't heard from them in, like, eight years. Like, hey girl. hope you're well. Just wanted to extend my offer to join our group. It's Ugh. female empowerment. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, too. <laughs> Whenever somebody messages me that, I instantly block them. They always hit you with the hey, girly. Yes. And it's been forever. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, anyways, enough about me. How was your week, Ben? My week has been good. Um, I had a short week because the law firm that I work at let us um, have Monday off. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of nice. Um, and then I have a friend from out of town that's coming to visit. So I know that she'll probably be here quite a bit. And then um, I also ordered Leonard a dinosaur collar and I'm really excited. Oh my God. I love it. It has a bow tie too, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So now Max and Leonard can match, except for Max has a pride bow tie. So It's so cute. Yeah, I guess that's it. So we can get on into... Tennille's book recommendation of July. Thank you. Okay, so Austin can vouch for me on this one. I read this book in like two days. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's like, oh, can you give this book back to Wendy? And I was like, didn't you just take it from her? And she's like, yeah, I stayed up so late reading. I'm like, I did. can't relate, but go <laughs> off. I wish that you read though, because like 
I love talking about books with other people. So thank God Wendy reads and I have somebody to talk to about it. But like, I wish you did too. Unless it's about business, I do not care. And if it's business, I don't care. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So uh, the book that I chose for July is called The Woman in Cabin 10. And it is by Ruth Ware. And it was so good that obviously, like I mentioned, I finished it in two days. And like usual, I'm just going to read the author's summary. So Lo Blacklock, a journalist who writes for a travel magazine, has just been given the assignment of a lifetime. A week on a luxury cruise with only a handful of cabins. The sky is clear, the waters are calm, and the veneered selected guest, jovial as the exclusive cruise ship, the Aurora, begins her voyage. And it's in the picturesque North Sea. And at first, Lowe's stay is nothing but pleasant. The cabins are plush. The dinner parties are sparkling. And the guests are elegant. But as the week wears on, frigid winds whip the deck. Gray skies fall. And Lowe witnesses only what she can describe as a dark, terrifying nightmare, which is a woman being thrown overboard. And the problem? Well, all passengers remain accounted for, and so the ship sails on as if nothing happened, despite Lowe's desperate attempts to convey that something or someone has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Oh, my. I mean, it does sound interesting. I just wish it was a movie. I wish it was, too, because, like, I mean, I do love reading just because, like, you get to imagine things how, like, you think they are, and the movie definitely changes. That was like me. The one book I did read was The Fault in Our Stars. Because I knew oh. the movie was coming out. So I was like, I have to read it. Did it you was, like the movie? It was all over Tumblr. So I had high expectations. The movie was good, but I knew what was going to happen. So every like five minutes, I would just start crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I read the book and watched the movie too. That one was pretty good. I liked the people that they chose yeah. as the actor and actress. But suppose we can get on to Tennille's True Crime News, hosted by Tennille Turner. And commentary by Austin Olds. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, so the first one here, I told you about this last night because I was pretty pumped about it. Uh, Paul Bernardo was denied parole. Yes, you did tell me about yes. this. Yes, and so for those of you who don't know who Paul Bernardo is, which shouldn't be many if you're in the true crime world because he is a the largest piece of shit in Canada, I would like to say. So he was a teen killer and serial rapist who had help from his wife at the time, Carla Homolka, and according to City News 1130, Paul was given a life sentence, but he had become eligible for parole for the last three years. So he first applied for parole in October of 2018 and has now been denied for parole for the second time. Thank God. He needs to stay in there forever. Oh, absolutely. Please and rot in there. Literally rot. The parents of two of his victims recounted the pain he had caused and warned that he should never be released. And it did take about an hour for his application to be rejected by the Parole Board of Canada. Unfortunately, Carla Homolka was released in 2005, and she has now remarried and become a mother. I wish she wouldn't have gotten um, out. I wish she would have gotten the same sentence as Paul, but exactly. she did make a deal to take Paul down quicker. And, um, you know, she not only helped Paul kill and rape strangers... She also helped him kill her sister, Tammy. And it's just like, first of all, she should have never had kids. She should not be a mother. Exactly. She is such a piece of shit. I have, I feel very strongly about this case. Well, obviously. I fucking hate this bitch. And I love it, though, because people find out where she lives and what she's doing and makes her life a living hell. <laughs> so I fucking love it. Oh, I love that. Yes. And also, who would marry that piece of shit and Ex actually be like, let's have kids? Exactly. So... 
Carla, Homoka, if you're ever listening to this, go fuck yourself. Fuck you, Carla. We hate you. Yeah. Don't listen. <laughs> okay, sorry, rant on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second one here. Okay, so there is a man that staged his wife's body, and to me it looks like it was trying to be, like, appearing as suicide. Yeah. So, according to ABC6 in Westerville, Ohio, a man named Matthew Moore has been charged with his wife's uh, murder, and her name is Emily Noble. It is stated that detectives believe he had staged his wife's body to appear that she had hanged herself in a wooded area near their home. He still claims his innocence even after being arrested. Um, Matthew and Emily were married in 2018, and he had reported her missing in 2020. And he stated that they were out celebrating her 52nd birthday, and then they had came home and just went to bed kind of like a normal night. And then he said the next morning she was missing, and her keys and her wallet were still at home. Okay, my last one for today is um, a golf pro... Gene Siller was fatally shot while golfing. Oh, my. According to CNN, golf pro Gene Siller was fatally shot and killed on an Atlanta area golf course. And investigators believe this happened because Gene had witnessed an act of crime taking place. The police did not specify on what the crime exactly was because they're still investigating. Right. Um, But two other men were also found dead in the bed of a pickup truck on the course near where Gene was shot. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, It was kind of like a wrong place at the wrong time type of situation, which really sucks. Yeah. And the thing is, though, I saw today online that they have arrested somebody. Good. So hopefully, you know, he is the man. And yeah, I I didn't read up on the info because I was at work all day. But yeah, I, I think that they've got their man. So good. Yeah. Well, I guess we can get on into your case. So my case I have for you today is the Nanny Doss case. And um, I'm really excited to share this for you today. I was especially excited to show you or tell you about it. And <laughs> you apparently know about it. So I feel so bad because he called me after a nap today. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I changed my case to a different one. And you don't know about this one. And I asked <laughs> him about it. I was like, yeah, I know that. And then I started giving him details. And he's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you're it's not a good case. Though. Well, you're not going to ruin it for the rest of our listeners because I'm going to tell it. Well, and it's a really interesting case. So I'm glad you are it's covering it. Very interesting. It so Nanny Doss, AKA Nancy Hazel was born to Jim and Louisa Hazel on November 4th, 1905 into a family of farmers in blue mountain, Alabama. She was one of five children. I'm not sure the age of her siblings, but all five of them stayed home to do chores and tend to the farm instead of going to school. Which back then, it was really common for that to happen. Exactly. And and it's free labor. Exactly. That's the only way I could live on a farm is if I had an abundance of children to do everything. Um, I'm not saying I condone child labor, but anyway... <laughs> Um, Nancy Doss suffered a pretty bad hand injury when she was riding a train when she was seven. Not sure how that happens because trains were pretty smooth rides, right? So I know that back in the day they were wooden trains normally. They didn't have the like nice steel sturdy trains we have now. Good point. Like obviously we still have like train injuries, you know, but it's pretty rare, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, back then, I mean, they, they were less wood. stable. Yeah. So okay. I could see, you know, either a car hitting it or just derailing or something and causes a lot of damage. That's a good point. So despite this, she led a pretty normal life. 
As a teen, she dreamt of living a happy life with her future man. Ugh. Which as a teen, and you're, you know, when you're like 16, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to fall in love and have babies and blah, 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 blah. Honey, that changes. <laughs> me, when I saw Twilight, and I was like, hey, Edward Cullen's going to bite me, so. Oh my God, I <laughs> I loved Twilight when I was younger, though. <laughs> me too, me too. Um, she spent her entire time reading romance magazines, which this early in the 1900s and excuse my ignorance um i did get a d in history and not the good kind oh my god but that's in your notes it, it is, it is. <laughs> Why? i you. was curious to see when the first magazine was printed so i looked it up and according to britannica 1741 was the first year magazines were released which wow. kind of shocked me yeah, i don't know about here. you but i guess life wasn't That's as boring as we thought back then you yeah, know really. had magazines <laughs> well in this case happened back then <laughs> yeah exactly she was also a big fan of reading the lonely hearts columns which were dating ads in the newspapers and magazines which were their version of a dating app i was just gonna say it's like our tinder <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, I actually found an ad from the St. Louis Post from April 16th of 1899. Matrimony. Widow. 44. Southerner. Stranger. Own home. West End. Would like the hearthstone of her heart swept and the cobwebs brushed away. <laughs> <laughs> if I read that, I'd be like, that's a hard pass, I mean, buddy. there's no picture. You gotta put in that literature, you That's know? a hard pass. She got straight to the point, so... That's true. You know? Apparently, her father was abusive, so oh. this was believed to be a possible escape from reality, yeah. reading all this. that's sad. Nanny did go on to marry her first husband at age 16. Also, I'm backtracking a little bit, but did she get a frontal lobe injury? I'm not sure. From the source that I read, it was just a head injury, but that would make the most sense. Right, because it makes you go a little crazy, so it's like... With knowing the outcome of the story, I would be. I'm assuming it, it was her frontal yeah. lobe, hmm. but I cannot confirm, okay. obviously. Sorry. No, it's okay. That's a total valid question. As I said, Nanny did go on to marry at age 16. Ew. Okay, at age 16, I know it was common back in the day, but like when I was 16, if I would have married my boyfriend at the time, holy fuck, I would have been divorced by 18. Well, like shit, man. Just listen to her love life. She had only known this man for about four months, and his name was Charlie Briggs. The two went on to have four children together between the years of 1921 and 1927. They lived with Charlie's mother, which seemed to be weird for the point in time, but his mother was apparently just as abusive as her father was. Oh, that's unfortunate. The same year... Two of their children died of mysterious circumstances. Well, and back then, I mean, they didn't have the testing that we have today to figure out what it was. Exactly. Charlie and Nanny did divorce in 1928, and Charlie took their oldest daughter, Melvina, and left their newborn with Nanny and his mother. I mean, I understand why he left the newborn. I get it, because she's a baby, and usually they breastfed back then. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's with his mother too. So I, I, I get why I did. I'm actually very surprised he took the oldest girl. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Normally know? they just leave both kids. Yeah. But huh. Nanny wasted absolutely no time and married her second husband a year later after they met on a lonely hearts column where he sent her romantic letters and Nanny replied with scandalous photos and letters. 
I kind of love that. <laughs> no, I was like, get them, girl. Back in the day, scandalous <laughs> photos. What, did she show her shoulder? Probably. <laughs> she took off her corset. <laughs> she was probably just showing her corset <laughs> underneath her big dress. <laughs> or what, did she show on the leg? Her blouse. <laughs> So this man was Frank Harrelson, and he was an abusive alcoholic from Jacksonville, Florida. She's not winning on the husband. I know. The two stayed married for a total of 16 years, though. Wow. Until they divorced in 1945. Damn. During their marriage, it was believed that she killed her newborn granddaughter by stabbing her in the brain with a hairpin. See, and that's what I remember from the story. <laughs> Because I think she tried hiding it, yeah. but somebody saw her with the, like the actual pin. Yep. And that's how they realized. Mm-hmm. But how insane is that? And it's a baby. <laughs> I know. Like, you crazy bitch, it's not even yours. And a hairpin? Yeah. <sighs> so a few months after this, her two-year-old grandson, Robert, died of asph- asphyxiation while she was watching him. Of course he did. Suspicious, huh? Very suspicious. And Kids don't just suffocate themselves. No. These kids were Malvina's, her older daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she came back into her mother's life then after leaving with her dad? Mm-hmm. After a night of heavy drinking and partying, Nanny put a quote-unquote secret ingredient into Frank's hidden jar of moonshine. Oh, God. He died a week later on September 15th of 1945. She got away with this because everyone just assumed it was food poisoning. Yeah, I could see that. And back in the day, again, you can't really tell. Exactly. There wasn't that technology. Nanny collected her coins from his life insurance and bought herself a plot of land and a house close to Jacksonville. He must have had a nice life insurance back in the day. She went back to her humble beginnings and placed an ad in the Lonely Hearts columns. And several years later, she was connected to her next victim, Arlie Lanning from Lexington, North Carolina. You know, I really remember this case because of the Lonely Hearts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He died in 1952 after she poisoned one of his meals. He drank heavily, so doctors assumed it was a heart attack due to alcohol. Mm -hmm. She picks the right ones for them to assume. I know! She went on to marry Richard Morton from Emporia, Kansas. He made his way around and slept with many other women while she was married to Nanny. At this time, she did not address it because, unfortunately, at this point, her mother fell and broke her hip and needed Nanny to take care of her since her father had passed away a few years before Mm -hmm. this. Only a few months into being cared by Nanny, her mother suddenly died. And her sister also mysteriously died after seeing Nanny after this. Now with them. I forgot how many people she killed. I know. Now with them out of the way, she focused on her husband who was cheating. He also died shortly after due to mysterious circumstances. Isn't it always mysterious Mm -hmm. circumstances? Her final victim was her fifth husband, Samuel Doss from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was actually a great guy. Unfortunately, after telling Miss Nanny that she couldn't read magazines or watch TV <gasps> unless it's educational. How you dare tell her not to read her magazines. Know. Jesus Christ. She liked her love stories. <laughs> so she took it upon herself to lace his prune cake. His prune cake? Ew! 
I am so glad we weren't born in this era. <laughs> I could not eat some fucking prune cake. I Ew. Wouldn't, I wouldn't eat the prune cake to begin with. You know but... how skinny we would be? Fuck, man. We gotta right? go back in time. You know, honestly. So this prune cake put him in the hospital for a month. Mm. So she didn't put enough in. And when arriving home, a few days later, she finished him off with poison coffee. Oh, cake and coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Samuel's doctor did assume foul play from the beginning when he was originally in the hospital, but obviously had no proof. I could see the doctor now being suspicious, though, because he was well enough to go home, and now all of a sudden, oh, gosh, he's sick again. Exactly. You know? And from the beginning, he was suspicious, but he, again, he had no proof, mm-hmm. so he couldn't really question it. Yep. But Nanny was about to receive two life insurance payouts after his death when the doctor did convince her to allow him to perform an autopsy. And this is where he found a ton of arsenic in his body and immediately told the police. Wow. Some of her previous victims' bodies were exhumed and were found to contain a shit ton of arsenic and rat poison, which at the time was often used to kill people with any without any suspicion. Damn. She at least was, now they're starting to, like, figure that out. Exactly. And so she was suspected of killing 12 people and most of them being her blood-related family. Which is mind-blowing. I'm surprised she wanted to just kill off her family. I know. She blamed it on her brain injury, like you had brought up, which honestly could have been a factor, but it is no excuse. It isn't. But it definitely changes a person. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's... Like, if you got a frontal lobe injury... Dispose of me. I would be real nervous hanging with you. Dispose of me. <laughs> Please dispose I'm, of me. I'd be like, uh, you're going to kill me in my sleep or something? <laughs> I don't know. I might just marry a bunch of men and kill them all. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my audition for Tinder. You know what? He has had a, a few drinks tonight. So it's okay. <laughs> I have lately. I've been taking um, vodka and then you put like water and then you take like the Mio's or whatever mm-hmm. and... It's a very low-cal way to get hammered. <laughs> yep. So that's what we've been doing. Yeah. She was nicknamed the Giggling Granny due to the fact that... I it, remember that nickname. Yes. <laughs> because every time she told people how she killed her husbands, she laughed and grinned. <laughs> She's crazy. Same, girl. Same. <laughs> You know what, though? When I'm in, like, very uncomfortable situations, I'll, like, smile and, like, laugh when I'm not supposed to. She thought it was fucking funny. She's like, yeah, I was sick of them, so thank you next. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, dang. (laughs) She also said that she was never after the money, but after her perfect match. Instead of divorce like a normal person... I mean, I mean she, was, she divorced at first. She was no stranger to divorce, yeah. so why not continue it? But when I she, mean, it was very frowned upon back in the day, though. Well, it was also frowned upon to send nasty photos of and your corset. And it was frowned upon to kill people. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> nanny. So Maybe she just never thought she'd get caught. Yeah, that's true. You know? um, like I said, instead of divorce, when she got sick of a husband, she just said, thank you, next, and killed him and moved on. She legit did. <laughs> Do you remember that show on MTV, Next? 
Yes! <laughs> yes, I do! That was such a horrible show. Well, that's okay. If I'm thinking of it right, it's where they come off that bus. That big and then bus they're like, or... hi, I'm so and so. Then they're like on a beach or wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes a girl would walk off and not even talk and they'd be like, next. Yep. And she'd well, be like, oh. Because I'd always, I'd watch the, I, well, I would watch the gay ones because they did a few gay ones. <laughs> of course. You and would. they were so dramatic. <laughs> the one guy and the one that I watched was just like, absolutely not. Yeah, no. I was Get like, back in the bus. If somebody bye. said that to me, I would just cry. I would literally be so upset. <laughs> I'd be so sad. Like, you have to have a big ego to even go on there so I that know. nobody harms it. <laughs> like, damn. So, <laughs> Sorry, that was a little side. No, no, it's good. So she was sentenced to life in prison where she died in 1964 of leukemia. Karma. Exactly. Not saying it's karma, but it's karma. It's karma. Mm-hmm. so yeah i mean the giggling granny the giggling granny i had found this case and i was like you know what it's a good case i have to cover it just because of the fact that she was just like she did not give a fuck about the men even she w- after she got caught she's like i don't care <laughs> she's send me to jail she's like fuck them yeah literally. <laughs> i didn't like them <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a good case. I'm really glad that you covered it. <laughs> like it's, I mean, I mean, it was pretty straightforward because it was just a few marriages and her mm-hmm. whatever, but it was bizarre in the way she f- stabbed the kid in the brain. I want to know exactly how she did that. Like secretly. Hear? She tried to do it secretly, if I remember correctly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, how do you do that without causing a lot of blood? Like, did she stick it up its nose really far? Right. That's what so, I like, don't get. So it doesn't show up. And how did nobody... Mark? That's what I mean. It's like, it's just, there's so it's many weird. things that don't add up. But again, back then, they really didn't mm-hmm. question it. No, because they didn't have the technology. I mean, if they somebody... They probably didn't think there was fucking crazies like this in the world. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. So, guys, be careful with Tinder and be careful with the Lonely Hearts columns. But anyways, I suppose we can probably get on to the dog and cat fact. Yes. Okay, while you look up your kitty fact, um, I have a little fact about a luntoon. Do you know what a luntoon is? The pontoon? (laughs) (laughs) It's called a luntoon. And supposedly it has six toes and it can close its ears. I'm going to actually like look up a picture so you can see what it looks like. Okay, please do. Because I don't actually know what it looks like either. No, oh, they're cute. Oh, they are cute. Yeah, they're very cute. But six toes, I wonder why. You mean a Lund hound? No, it's a hoon. Is it a Lund hound? I don't know. A Lund hound? We're going we're gonna to YouTube it. Okay. Oh, I probably had a misspelling on my notes. We Googled that. This is how you say it. The Norwegian Lunehun Lunehun. Lunehun. I did not know that's what it was called. That's why, because that's why I didn't know because you didn't say it properly. You did not say Austin. Do you know what a Lunehun is? <laughs> you didn't even know what a Lunehun is, anyways. Looney too. <laughs> okay, so do you have your cat fact? Yes, so I have two of them here. So cats can recognize your voice. So yes, they are just ignoring you. 
Yeah, Max ignores <laughs> us a lot. Yeah, because so. his ears go back too. Yeah, and it's like he's probably in his head, like no, fuck off. I know. So that leads me to cats can move both of their ears separately and about 180 degrees around. They can, because Max's ears go crazy. That's what I mean. When he's ignoring you, he points his ear to you. Yeah. So he's listening. He's just like, nope, I'm not going to acknowledge you. Nope. He's <sighs> sassy, but I love him. So yeah, that's all we have for you today. So if you want to follow us on Facebook at... A Side of Homicide. Or on Instagram at... Side of Homicide. Or email us at... Side of Homicide at Hotmail.com. And if you guys would be so kind to leave us a nice review like my friend Jake... We would love you forever and yes. shout you out. And I bet Margaret is so happy that somebody else <laughs> fucking finally left a review so we can shut the fuck up about Margaret. Thank you, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. Okay. Uh, bye. bye.